Oh my god, my computer just froze. Vegas bot. Oh my god. <laughs> Vegas bot. Welcome back to the dip. It's the dip. The dip. It's the dip now. Rebranding. <laughs> we should just <laughs> our our logo should just be a, a tin of Copenhagen now. <laughs> Shout out Copenhagen. <laughs> but hashtag no free ads. All right, let's get no straight into my Coba. Hobgod. El Centro, as I now proclaim him. And why do you call him El Centro? Yeah, so I tweeted this out, uh, you know, shameless plug for our Twitter at Chili Dip Pod, but at Chili Dip Pod, go follow it. It's well known that Victor Hovland had the Puerto Rican curse, right? You know, 14 years, no one debunked. Has, yeah, it's been debunked. And I said earlier today, if Hovland wins, he is officially a Central American savant and will be named El Centro, which means the center. It, in you're Spanish. trying to create storylines out of nowhere. Listen, he's the Latin lover. He is. I and don't think the. I know why. And I said it last week. It's because no one can ship down there. And or either <laughs> either that or it's like the easiest thing in the I world. He because just had a good chipping week, dude. He needs he a lot of bounce on his Yeah, he also just flushes the shit out of the ball. So, well, that course was so soft; it was an absolute dartboard. It was a big week for organic matter. <laughs> One sec. I was the Puerto Rican curse ever bunked in the first place? Well, yeah. he just he just debunked it. So, to be fair, I think the Puerto Rican curse. So, suck on that, Iowa. Tony Finau, pride of Iowa. I don't think it was bunked. I think it was overhyped. I think it was overhyped. I agree. Because it's what the it's Puerto Rican around. been around for like 14 years. It's not been around for 60 years. So, I, I think like, Tony Free, I think Finau spread pop propaganda about it. I do. Yeah. I think I agree, Mike, that Finau probably brought it to life a little bit. Like, think about how long has the Masters Part Three been going on? Can you can you uh, fact check that quickly? When did the part three great, when did the part three contest question. start? Because that's a legit yeah thing that you can say is like, all right, that's a curse. It like started in nine started in nineteen sixty. Like if you're coming down, like think about it this way. If you're coming down the stretch of the Puerto Rican Open, you're not gonna purposefully shank shots to lose the Puerto Rican Open because of the curse. I mean, you can if you're coming down the stretch shots. of the Masters Par three, yeah, you're Masters thinking part, about that throwing. Is no, you're thinking about. Can we about just throwing. evaluate what you said? Nobody's going to purposely shank shots. I think that applies for any tournament. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tiger's been leading the par three, and he's hit purposely hit shots in the water. Yeah, I, but no one gives a shit about winning the par three, and obviously you care about winning a tournament. Yeah, gonna... well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's it's <laughs> two different curses one's clearly way worse than the other wait here's a question for you so let's say you you're playing you're only playing in one masters is the only masters you ever get to play but you're standing on the ninth tee of the par three contest and you have a two-shot cushion oh you totally you go in do you, you go in and to win it you take you the take dub because there's no way you're winning the but masters you know that you're you but one. you know that you're not going to win the tournament yeah no 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 I would always want to win the par three so that I could debunk the yeah. curse myself. That's I would be true. like, I'm going to be the guy who changes it. I want to, I mean, but even then if you gonna... win the par three contest, yeah, you're not going to win the tournament, but guess what? You're part of that tiny subset of the population who says, I won the fucking par three contest. Also, you have a built-in excuse. Built you get in to ex- go back. If you don't play well. No, I'm saying Yeah, that's true. Yeah, coming down the stretch of Augusta of the Masters, if you had won the par three contest, that's got to be like planted in the back of your mind. If yeah, you, and if you put it in the drink on fifteen, it'll be like, what the hell happened? Yeah, hey, one on Wednesday. It's those goddamn green okay. jackets. Can we they stop talking about the Masters? I hate talking the Masters after the Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Mycoba. Let's go back to Mycoba. This course was an absolute sponge. <laughs> for organic matter just an absolute dartboard this this tournament was like unexcitingly exciting if that makes any sense because the leaderboard was totally bunched you didn't know who was going to win but nobody was going to make a mistake because the course was so soft and so forgiving it was just a contest to see who was going to make a bad swing first <clears throat> hovland did on 16 but he had a tremendous up and down so it didn't really matter it just came down to 
who could who could make a putt. And the fact of the matter is nobody could really putt at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, I was telling Chris, I was, you know, we were playing a practice round for the tournament that we're playing in Phoenix. And uh, I was oh. looking at the I was looking at the leaderboard all day and I was telling Chris, this is just a race. Like it's to see who's running out of holes the quickest because people were going pretty low today. And especially on the back nine, a lot of birdies were being made. So I don't know how entertaining those, those are. I guess when you get it really bunched like this, it is, but when you have yeah. someone that's running away with it, just in a birdie problem, made a couple sucks. bogeys. And still won. Yeah, but there's so only was a, it really a race? <laughs> there's only a few holes. Yeah, it was still a race. Really dangerous. So then, isn't every tournament a race? What? No, the U.S. The U.S. Open you cannot say is a race. That's the U.S. Open's a race. Pure survival. Mode. The pure U.S. Survival. Open's a race to the clubhouse because you just have to <laughs> get it in the bar. Jesus Christ! That is. A- <laughs> <laughs> It's a marathon. <laughs> Who can get in the barn quickest? Yeah. The U.S. Open is a total barn job. It's a barn racer. I, I had a, a barn racer ratter. I got a big kick out of the leaderboard this week. Just a lot of characters that I love. Lucas Glover, big fan of. Really happy to see Tom Sub at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Great. Very on brand for us. Subber. Chili dip bump. Schlong, Adam Schlong. That's actually a classic chili dip bump. It Tom is, Sub, it out is. of nowhere. Yeah, no. Friend of the pod, Chase Seifert, uh, played, played pretty well most of the week. Struggled a little bit today, uh, but getting a chili dip bump early on in the week, he was sitting right around the top of the leaderboard. So there's definitely a bump that exists. There has to be. Is, is Brendan Todd's T8 this week just the dictionary definition of a backdoor top 10? What did he shoot today? He shot a 66, 67, 69, 67, 66. It's a good I mean, that's just, that's just steady play. But he is a Latin American whore, I feel like. I don't know. He plays well on these courses down, down in like, you know. No, he's a, he's a Bermuda. He's a false not Latin America, but it's the same type of golf. It's that island golf where you get, you know, the really soft, spongy greens. Yeah, he's the autumn golf hooker. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, but I didn't really, you know, the back nine was just not that exciting for me because nobody was going to make a mistake. It was just, you know, hit it here, hit it here, hit it here. And, you know, it was just a competition between golf swings and the two most talented players at the top of the leaderboard were the were the guys who finished one and two. And that's just never really that exciting. I thought Once in a da- blue moon it is. Yeah, I thought Daddy Longlegs was going to win. Who's Daddy Long Legs? Adam Long. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he we hit an atrocious about- three wood into the mangrove. Just didn't even stand a chance. Right into the right into the bushes. We were Took talking about about uh, Daddy Long Legs last pod, I believe. That guy just he either plays horrible or he's right up there, and you're like, what is going on? Like this guy has no consistency in his game he's he's like the it's the very much the uh the andrew landry build yeah you know you're either at, you're either at the bottom of the leaderboard or you're at the top yeah there's, there's no in between there's a lot of those guys i mean you made you made the observation patrick rogers he's he's one there's, of those guys that just pops up sometimes but usually he's lurking around the cut line hey sean what's a more apt name for that zone of players where you know, they contend maybe once or twice a year. They make a good amount of cuts, but they are never in threat of losing their tour card. What's a more apt name? The Patrick Rogers zone or the Kelly Craft zone? It's got to be the P-Rod zone. The P-Rod. <laughs> remember how Kelly good Craft, P-Rod... Kelly Craft is the face of the, face of the earth. Remember how good Rogers was supposed to be coming out of college? Everybody I know, dude. That's what I was tour. telling Chris. I was telling Chris he tied Tiger's record at, at Stanford for wins. He couldn't believe it. What do you win? Like nine times? Eleven, 11 times? times? Yeah. Jesus. In three years, that's <clears> insane. <throat> and now he's just like your sort of run-of-the-mill PGA Tour player. Hey, I've, speaking of speaking of run-of-the-mill PGA Tour players, Ricky out of the top fifty in the world. No, no need to panic. 
No, he's out of the Masters. He's not playing. He's out of the Masters. Unless he goes to the, Europe and plays. Ding, 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 sound the alarm. If he goes to Europe and plays in the next couple of weeks before January 1st, he can get back in the Masters. But why is January 1st the cutoff? That's when the field is locked. Are you suggesting that Ricky manipulates the OWGR? Sean? He has to go to Euro right now. Yeah. He has to go to the Eurozone right the, now. Yeah, he has to Eurozone it. Which <laughs> is one of the a, darkest scenes of all time. He's got to take a transatlantic flight. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Thunder Bears not on Dorbrun also. The Masters should have sponsors exemptions. So they can, like, they can put, like, John Daly in the field. Like, they can put Ricky in the field when they need it. Well, they do special invites a lot of the year. They invite... I, know I, mean, they can, yeah, I mean, they can invite whoever they They did want. one with... Um, they did one with, um, oh, God, the Japanese kid that was like a big star, but never did nominate. A uh, Ryoish Cow. Oh, yeah. A couple years ago. Question um, for you. Is this the la- was this year the last Masters that Ricky Fowler ever plays? What? That's such a stupid wow. question. I don't know, dude. We're seeing Spieth fall off the face of the earth as we speak. So, no. Did you hear that Spieth went to see far more Harmon? accomplished that, than Ricky. Yeah, Spieth, Spieth's on Harm God now. Wait, uh, yeah. Butch Harmon? Yeah, Butch Harm God. Oh, my God. No way. It's probably thought- good because Cameron McCormick's a stiff. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's too technical for, for Spieth. He complicates it too much. I think he's too fucked in the head. If you look at, like, Harmon's resume with and see the – amount of players that he's worked with he has literally worked with every single good player on the face of the earth it's unbelievable he's got to be he's got to have some secret potion or something like i don't know what what crack he's given them but they keep coming back yeah there's no way he's that much better than any other swing coach I mean, he's got some secret sauce over he's Vegas. Pro- yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the best swing coaches in the world, but there's no way he's, like, that insane. Well, I mean, I know that he was slowing down and kind of transferring all of his work over to his son, Claude, but, yeah, I mean, maybe this is his one last, you know, he, final grand project. If, project he, if he can transform Speed's game, I will give him tremendous credit. I will – retract what i just said i think i don't get it that what was i gonna say oh yeah he fucked up ricky's <laughs> swing he fucked up ricky's swing rick ricky was a better player for butch and and he just decided to leave and now ricky shot himself in the foot apparently ricky's trying to t- trying to get his swing more vertical he's trying to get his hands higher and get that his shaft hands look less his hands look off. really low right now <laughs> I, I just I don't think he could ever change that. I mean that's his swing, his like 2011 swing was so sick. Yeah, we were watching I old Ricky highlights. Swing. What? Just is an atrocious golf. It was swing. so sick. And he had like the baggy Puma shit and he had the long hair. It was insane. He had that necklace. Was- <laughs> oh, the Tryon Z. Remember when Tryon Z was a thing? He looked like he was like in a boy band or something. Yeah, it was really sick. He looked like a college baseball player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did look like your classic like high school shortstop. He did look like just, a shortstop. He was just he was just missing the the uh, Oakley radars. If he had those, he would have been. He oh, the ones it. that like wrap around the side. Those yeah, the ones I used to wear. The ones I those used to those were sick for like a year and a half. Yeah, that's huge in the baseball crowd. I got a couple shout outs. Shout out to Austin Eckrote. Yeah. Yes. Amateur got into the field. T12. He was one of He was a pro, dude. Holy shit. He would have made some money this week. Yeah. He's, but guess what? He's not a pro. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, would have made over a hundred grand. He was one of two AMs in the field. The other is, was come, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) the, uh, my other shout out, Quade Cummings. Oh, Oh, great comments. <laughs> Come God. Come God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was the worst joke that I've ever made. Yeah, that was You really know, hard. my other you shout know, out. Com- yeah, he's like com- apparently like a sixth year in Oklahoma, which is sick. That's insane. Very Chris Bornhorst energy. 
Wait, Cummins goes to Oklahoma State? Oklahoma. Did I say Oklahoma State? Yeah, you said Oklahoma State. Oh, Actually, sorry. No, that's I think that's really – No, I think you that's said really, Oklahoma. If I said Oklahoma State, it's really disrespectful to the Sooners. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't really listening. Um, my second shout-out – tune out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Strick. Steve Strick got – T seventeen. Wow, T seventeen. Dude, Stricker at his best was so good. I mean, so so good. He was fine. <laughs> he was he was he was a good player. He was, we, uh, he was a cute little player. Before we get player. to uh one up, one downs, I gotta gloat a little bit, picking Hovland to win. One sec. Okay. Are we on one up, one down? I think we should move into one up, one down. All right. One up, one down. Okay. All right. Just, it's my just overruling the entire agenda. Yeah. This is this is taking hostage. Yeah, this is that's what yeah, I do. This I, is tyranny. I honestly take hostages. Unless we want to move into something. No, no. Else. One up, one down. I think it one up, nicely. one down. One thing that we thought was great from the week, one thing that disappointed us from the week. Sean, obviously I mean the font. Yeah. I know I know who my uh I know my one down is, but that's well, me being a pessimist. Let's so Sean's what's your one up is just that you're you're better than everyone yeah, else. My <laughs> one up is yeah, pretty much. I am maybe the sharpest picker of golf <laughs> matchups to ever live. I ended up with 48 points on the season doubling Chris's total of 24. I had a record of 21 and 13 in matchups. Uh, picked Hovland to win this week. It's uh, dark. I'll gloat about that for a long time because that was sharp as hell. And picked DJ to win the Masters. So, yeah, I'm pretty much the best. I mean, you know, you can hit me in the DMs if you want picks because I know what's <laughs> going on, <laughs> clearly. Jesus Christ. That's outrageous. Do you have anything more to say about yourself, Sean? No, no, no. That's all for myself today. Sean, what's your one down? I guess I can share my one down as well. Uh, my one down is Snoop Dogg has 47,000 posts on Instagram, <laughs> which I did not realize. <laughs> this has nothing to do with, nothing any, to do with Absolutely nothing to do with anything golf. Anything related. But we're golf. sitting here doing this podcast in the wake of the announcement of the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. And there was a lot of hype around Snoop Dogg potentially announcing it. And he I was looked, so good during the Jake Paul fight. That was yeah. him singing the Negro spiritual. Absolutely put me on the ground. He was awesome. And I looked on his Instagram because I saw the post on Instagram and he posts normal posts like they're stories. Like he literally posts every, every so three true. hours. It's insane. Like he just posted 18 minutes ago. Before that, two hours ago. Then seven hours ago, then seven hours ago, seven hours ago, nine hours ago, 17 hours ago. You get the point. It's outrageous. This guy doesn't know how to use Instagram. Someone has to teach. No, that man will just do anything for a paycheck. If he could put his face on a condom, he would. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike, what do you got for one up, one downs? So one up, we have a new leader in the cam zone, Cam Newton leading the yes, Patriots sir. to fucking yes, victory sir. 45 nothing yes, in really LA really away from home awesome really, really shout out but shout out Cam shout it's, out Cam Smith shout out Cam Davis wherever you are don't shout <laughs> out Cam Davis one sec so the Cam power rankings are getting pretty complex now you could put Cam Newton first yep. Smith second probably it's a shit salad one sec. I think Kamiko Smith is third. <laughs> yeah, he's still third. Kamiko's he's still third. He's hanging third. tough from the uh, what was the term? Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah. And hey, what about Cameron Jordan, offensive Cam- tackle for the, the New Orleans Cam- Saints? Cam Champ fourth. Well, you want to throw Jordan in there? No, no, no. We can't. No. And oh, then yeah. I think no. Cam Cam Davis is probably somewhere in the top ten. We don't want to list all of them out, but maybe he squeaks in the top 10 Cam Davis. Good job. The, the cams uh, have to be relevant to us. They either have to be like a Boston sports player or... Hey, Cam, Cam Jordan. He started 140 straight games for the New Orleans Saints. He's absolutely in the cam zone. He's a hack. And probably at the top of the leaderboard. 
No, near no, no. Can I get to my one down? Yeah, get to. No, I don't have my one up. Well, that's why I'm doing the one down. (laughs) That's why Mike give you some time. No, no, I have my one up. I haven't said it yet. It's my turn still. I already did one. What do you mean? No, you did your turn. one up. And you my one, one down. He did oh, his one down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Never this mind. kid's out to one. Stop, stop, stop. It's because okay. he's watching football right below the... I'm not watching God. football. That's, that's so dark. Okay, one down. Tony Finau, the uh, the Puerto Rico truther, has been debunked. And did you see his putter this week? Dude, that was tapped. That was <laughs> the most tapped thing I've Watch ever seen in... The shaft was like on the back of the flange, like not on the top line, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it was really fucked up. It was like a normal, like a uh, half, half mallet. One of those like circular back putters. I don't know what they're called. No, it was like, it was like a, it was like a notch back sort of blade. It's yeah. like a fat blade with, yeah. with the, um, with the hosel, with the shaft, like going into to the back of the flange it's an absolute it's an absolute joke yeah it was like, insane it it looks like it looks like the putter somebody would would use to cure the imps yeah <laughs> yeah um, it looks like someone something you'd find in like your grandfather's garage <laughs> from like 1972 you know like some old beat up putter with some crazy technology from 60 years ago listen the putter just screams i'm out of hope yeah. So yeah. maybe um, Tony Finau, out of hope. You heard it. Out of, out of hope. You know, the guys, the guy is still trying to believe that the Puerto Rico curse is a, is a thing, even though it isn't shout out to Victor Hovland. Um, I was, I was ready to, uh, to proclaim Tony Finau El Centro this week. Cause if he had won, which he had yeah. a good chance of winning. Listen, Tony Finau's clo- issues with closing date dates back to big break Disney. <laughs> but he if he had to get the job done against pat perez's brother if he had won this week he would have had the same whoa 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 four wins as victor hovland is now puerto rico whoa. And mayacoba whoa one sec pat perez's brother was in the finals of big break yeah he won that he won big break disney who's pat perez's brother mike perez mounts nothing <laughs> Mike Perez amounted to nothing, <laughs> but but guess what? Tony Finau still couldn't close the fucking deal. Okay, I mean, Finau's done pretty good for himself. He's won twenty million dollars mm, in the PGA well, Tour. Storylines, storylines. But it is a storyline to watch. Listen, no, no one remembers for ha- remembers you for how much money you won. They remember you for how many tournaments you won. Maybe more like how many majors you won, and he hasn't won any, so. And he only has one tournament, so Fino can't win. Okay, my one up is Neiman for proving to the world that he can get over the cave bunker. And we tweeted about that this, was, but he <laughs> that was it. jarring. He hit it just in front of the cave bunker. You're like, here we go, here we go. He needed the heavenwood to get up. Yeah, he got really bailed out. It was really actually pretty dark. I tweeted that earlier this week. Total bailout by his bag. Um, it, I would I would have loved to see him try to take two iron over that thing because I don't think he would have gotten it over it. He's not getting over the five wood. It was scary to watch. Yeah, it's pretty sick actually. So you know he can really he can really control his trash. Shout out to Neiman for figuring out his trash control. My one down is Bo Hostler. He was DFL this week, 76-78. He sucks at golf. Oh, come on, Bo. He's really bad right now. I don't know what's going on. Come on, on, Bo. Do you see his shank he had? Or was that was that this week? Because I was getting posted everywhere. (laughs) The funniest thing with Bo Hossler is when he played in the NCAAs and he like threw out his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) You guys remember that? I forgot about that. And like every swing, he would like spin out of it and collapse to the ground. Literally every swing. Yeah. It was his swing was so weird because that right shoulder was going straight into the ball. (laughs) It was the (laughs) steepest shoulder turn I've ever seen. I forgot about that. It was so good. They then I, instituted the Bo Hostler rule. I'm pretty sure it's called the Bo Hostler rule, which is wait, explain you, the rule. You explain can explain the Bo Hostler rule. You can take six college players to a tournament and have it alternate if you need it. 
I mean, that sounds kind of like a rule that should have always been in place. It wasn't for that for that event, <laughs> which is <laughs> sick. It's just just pure natural selection. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it works, like whether or not the individuals that you bring to a tournament count, but uh, there is a rule that's many people refer to as the Hey, Bahasa he's rule. inspirational. You got to believe. <laughs> Dude, you got to <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> believe. You might be getting cut from this podcast. Yeah, I was about to say. Come the on, founder that's might be sick. out. That's pretty sick. Founder? Believe. Put them on shirts right now. They'll be flying off the shelves. Believe. Bo knows. No, Bo doesn't know what the fuck's going on right now. Yeah, Bo doesn't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love how angry you got. Yeah, no. He definitely doesn't know anything right now. Okay, he, should, he tell should, you should we get to our let's recap our matchups real quick? Yeah, let's match up some back assets. We had a interesting week to say the least. So let me read off the we, matchups. Everyone Remember, we up. had a guest picker this week. Shut up. Yeah, Mike. very interesting. Are you are you done, Mike? Can I talk? I'm done. Okay. Neiman versus Hovland. Hovland won that matchup. It's <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> safe to I say. Had to, I had to look that one up. And <laughs> Sean, you were the only one who had Hovland. I'm a sharp. So you were sharp there. Next matchup: Harris English versus Tony Finau. Fanu came close. I was the only one who had Finau, and what did Harris beat him by a shot? Harris beat him by a shot, and he actually – so Finau was first-round leader, as we all know, and English, I think, made the cut by, like, two or one, and then just totally charged. So shout-out English. He's flushing it right now. So getting he's the job really done for golfer. Me. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a win uh, in the next few months. Yeah, I- he really should win. I could see him winning Sony. Yeah. Early pick. Early pick Early for Sony. Is, you have to stick by that. We're going to hold you accountable. No, I, I said I could see him. If we're doing early picks for Sony, I'm taking JT right now. He's a lock to win. Yeah, he does play insane at Sony. He does. And Mike, who's your early, 59 there. Mike, who's your early Sony pick? I'm going to go with Harm God, Brian Harmon. Wow. That's actually not a bad pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. He's playing some great golf. He is playing really good. consistent. Harmon, friend of the pod. Dude, he I can't believe like when I watch him play golf, I'm like, man, he's really short. Like it, it, the club looks so funny. <laughs> like when he's hitting a drive. Dude, the, putter head, the putter head next to his head is imagine. And then meanwhile, you have like Tony Finau. Imagine Finau and Harmon in the same group. The club looks like a toothpick in Tony Finau's hands. It is really insane. Like, just the way he, like, waggles it and stuff yeah, and how short his just... swing is and how long his arms are. You're like, damn, those clubs must be, like, U.S. kids clubs or something. That club must be so much heavier. Like, if you compare Harmon's shaft to, to Finau's shaft, I bet you that's a solid 10, 15 grams heavier than Brian Harmon's. So, Harris English wins the matchup. Next matchup, Malnati Henley. I said this was the easiest pick since the show started. We jinxed these guys. But they tied. They tied. So no <laughs> blood. It's almost really devastating. They, you know. I stayed. <laughs> they, t- they tied in the no money zone. Yeah. So a miraculous explosion of four over. That was a sick tie. They both missed the cut. Next matchup was. <laughs> Ogletree versus Akshay fade to you. Because you got to fade him at all costs. This Ogletree won. He, did he, Tree birdied his last three or four? Yeah, this was a major choke. So I said before this pod, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Akshay won, won the matchup. I was watching Akshay all week. He was playing really well early on. He bogeys three of his last four, and Ogletree birdies three of his last four to beat Akshay by one. So it's so dark. One of the darkest scenes you could possibly think of. But listen, I'm smiling. I know Chris is smiling. I don't know yeah. about you. No, I, I don't really like Akshay either. I just thought he was going to play better than Ogletree. And he was uh-huh. up until <laughs> up until 16. He was, Fuck that guy. Yeah, he was. Jesus. 
Uh, and then last matchup, we are not sorry. We had a, two more. Sorry, I'm just, just coming back here on the pod. Zalatoris versus answer. And both you guys picked Zalatoris and I picked answer. That was an easy, easy play answer playing in his home country. Uh, inspired golf. Just playing inspired answer. Sneaky hot take actually not hot at all. It's just a fact answer plays horrible in Mexico. I think he feels too much pressure. Dude, he finished like T12 this Which week. Which goes back to the storyline of him at the Masters. Can't play well under pressure. That is yet to Oh, be- can we – wait. Talk. Can we talk about Victor Hovland's quote, speaking of can't play well under Dude. pressure? He gave a great well, – Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's get this last matchup and then – like, Mike, you what can – What are you bringing this in like while we're reviewing the match? I completely forgot about Random Hovland's like, like Save it for right after this matchup. Save it for 20 minutes ago when we were talking about <laughs> Hovland. I completely forgot about it. Okay. Matchups, I went one and four. Oh, wait. Did we do all the matchups? No, no, we have one more. Oh, one no, more matchup. Have... Jesus. Daniel Berger, DB Street Vibin versus Brooks Kepka. DB won. Brooks missed the cut. You guys both had DB. I had Brooks. Obvious pick. The, so the vibes were good. The He's totals, always vibing in Mexico. The totals for the matchups, I went one and four this week. Mike went three and two. Sean went four and one. Finished, That's sharp. Finished sharp. this season 21 and 13. He had 48 points. This this wow. week was for double points. He he picked the winner, Hovland, which was 10 points. Finished with 48. Runaway victory. Mike, this, you is, had, you this had, is a fix. You had 33 points. You went 18 and 16. And you came solid second place. I finished the year after starting 8 and 0. I started the year 8 and 0. I finished 17 and 17, 500 <laughs> record. Oh god, so cold at the end. It was crazy dark for me and I didn't pick a single winner and I finished with 24 points. Sean doubled my total. So that was Which good to sick. see. That was good to see. And that's where we stand. Sean is season one winner. Good job, Sean. Matchup winner. Thank you, thank you. And we'll we'll start up again in, in Sony. I'm looking forward to it. A bit of a layoff, so it's going to be tough to see the board in a couple weeks. But I, I'm going to do that my best. That was like a test run matchup season. No. We're going to have real consequences for the next one. No, no, no. That's it. I'm, I, I've won championship. <laughs> that was my first championship. <laughs> well... On pace to be a Hall of Famer. Rookie yep. year championship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably not the greatest to play the game, but definitely in the Hall of Fame for Sean. Um, Jeez, that's pace. a really backhanded compliment. First rookie to win since Fuzzy, Fuzzy Zeller. Yep. So, okay, let's go through the back words. Start the back words intro. So our back words segment is where each podcaster drafts one player for the other two podcasters. The goal is for the other podcasters to make as little money as possible for that week. Okay, so once this a guy week, is taken, I'll read off the, the teams quickly. You guys gave me season. Luke Donald and Matt Every. They both missed the cut, made zero dollars. Mike, you were given Gary Woodland and Tim Wilkinson. Both missed That's the a cut. Dynamic made, duo. Made zero dollars. <laughs> and Sean, we gave you Johnny Vegas and Nick watney and huge week for you watney missed the cut but vegas made 95 grand that puts your total at seven hundred thousand. okay now to recap the standings of where we sit here in back words, you obviously oh want, this is gonna hurt you want the most money you know with the guys that you're given and mike you've made two hundred and sixty thousand. Two hundred and sixty thousand. Sean's at 700,000. I mean, Sean's destroying you. And then I have one and a half million. One and a half million to my name. One and a half million dollars to my name. Did you win that or did Brian Gay win that? 
It was a multitude <laughs> yeah, of factors. Yeah, all of that is the Brian Gay's name. No, Brian Gay only won like six hundred thousand. He won, won. seven fifty, I think. So seven fifty. Then you had Cam okay. Smith, I think. Uh, uh, no, Cam Smith. I didn't have Cam Smith. No, no I had Cam, Cam Smith and Masters. Oh no, yeah, I don't know who you had. Someone else that went crazy one week. Yeah, it's just. Don't say anything. I think CT Pan at the Masters. CT Pan is who it was. Oh, that's right. The Pan Man. Yeah, Pandemic. The bread Man. <laughs> the Pandemic. <laughs> Hashtag Pandemic. Uh, so good week uh, for me, making Hashtag. a big, big move in the standings there, uh, making up 100 grand. So that's where we sit. We're going to go through how long are we going to go for this? Uh, until we run out of players. What do you mean until we run out of players? Until we run out I of think players. We should, I think we should just restart this at, at uh, TFC. No, no. We got to go until we run out of players. <laughs> everyone on tour. We're gonna, <laughs> everyone on tour. This is going to be That's, a fluid situation as people get and lose people, their cards over the years that we do this. People get in, <laughs> get out. Mike, you'll still be sitting at 200000 as the years go by. Yeah. <laughs> even, in, even in no cut events he'll find a way yeah that is true so ha, um okay has speed been picked in this back oh yeah year? he was picked yeah, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah speed was picked speed famously picked at zozo yeah yeah you're right that was a famous pick and it was a sharp pick it was very sharp it was pretty sharp by you yeah one of your only sharps <laughs> yeah that's true so I want to change topics now. And well, so I have a story for you. And the oh, story, God. the story leads into a flaming hot take that I oh no, 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 no. That no, I think no, 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 is no, no, no. I think is really sharp, actually. No, this is not sharp at all. This is ice cold. And so, Mike, because we're talking random shit here, you can share your hobby. Oh, yeah. Quote Mike, after. before I tell my story, share your hobby. Oh, yeah. He had a great quote, um, speaking of pressure. He, um, I believe it was Steve Sands who conducted the uh, post-round interview. And he, and he says, quote, I don't really feel like I'm very good at those pressure situations. Don't feel comfortable in those moments at all. He looked pretty good. He yeah. Had a great quote. <laughs> he had a great quote after, um, after Puerto Rico. Where he's like, yeah, my chipping sucks. He really is just pure entertainment. One sec. He said today... That he doesn't feel comfortable under pressure? Yes. He feels like he's not that good in pressure situations. That's sick, though, because it's just like whether you're comfortable or not, you just hit the shot one at a time. Yeah. You know, you'll get through it. That, that yeah. says a lot about psychology. Like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of merit to feeling comfortable in big moments and, and the way you think. But at the same time, it doesn't affect the physics of hitting a golf ball. Like, I think that's the way he probably thinks about it. Go back. I watched yeah. this. I listened to this great podcast episode the other day, Chili Dip Pod. They interviewed Greg Carden, who is- I was just about to mention that. Go check him out, Chili Dip Pod. Follow him on Instagram, <laughs> at Chili Dip Pod. And Twitter. And Twitter, at Chili Dip Pod, same handle. And find that out. But speaking of which, okay, can I get to my story? Yeah, because it is. Yes. Yeah. Not speaking of which at all. Speaking of which, it totally relates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just your connection. Yeah. No, the connection is I'm going to post this picture on our Instagram. So watch out for it. I'm sitting in the airport last week, red eye from Phoenix to Boston. I'm sitting there. Dark. Airport, imp, airport's empty. Airport's empty. It's like 10 p.m. And I look over, there's a typical airport bookstore right next to me. I look through the glass and what I see, what I see, and you'll never believe this, what I see is a full fridge of craft beers. That's what I see. And it turns out to my amazement that in fact, it was just a bookshelf with book covers, but airport book covers look like craft beer cases. What? That's what, yes. Yes, true. That is the most intense hallucination I've ever true. heard. True. And this this airport bookstore, this specific one, the way the shelves were built, it looked like a fridge too. So I look 
I looked through, I'm probably like 50 feet away or something. I looked through and I, I like jumped. I was like, oh my God, they're selling craft beer there? Let me look at our stats and, I, and see that like, like a hundred people left at the 40 minute mark. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with Chris on this. I saw that picture and I was like, holy shit. It does look like, it, it doesn't look like books. But it might not be craft beer, you know. It could be. You don't agree out. with him. You're being nice to him. No, no, it because looks like a fridge. As it, soon as he said, as soon as he texted it to us, I was like, "Bullshit! There's no way. Like, craft beer does not look like a bookcase." But the picture. My head hurt after reading that text. The picture actually off. makes it look like that. The so picture we'll confirms that it was an epiphany, not a hallucination. We'll post it on our Instagram. You tell us what you think. And that's my story. That's my second epiphany of the show. Don't dignify Chris. The first one was way wrong. My by first the way. epiphany was bad. Bubba to win. What's the really, what's really dark is that Chris thinks this shit, this uh, this take is sharp. It is sharp. It's totally no, sharp. It's not. When has anyone ever said that airport bookstore bookshelves look like a craft beer fridge? It's just a horrific take. Okay. Well, look at the picture and judge for yourself. Agree to disagree. Anyways, let's move on. Next topic, Eurozone. You're now entering the Eurozone. Hosted by self-proclaimed resident Euro tour specialist, Pasco. Mike, the floor is yours. All righty, everybody. What do you got for us? Join Pasco across the Atlantic. So there were two tournaments this we'll, week on we'll the European tour. <laughs> we'll, cut, we'll cut that out. <laughs> you sound like Dora. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Dora. All right, everybody. Uh, there are two tournaments on the Europe on the European tour this week, which is just really, really, really dark. Uh, where do you guys want to start? South Africa or Dubai? Start with South Africa because I didn't watch South Africa, so I don't really know what's going on there. You didn't watch it, right? So I watched. No, I watched uh, a good amount of Dubai early, early week. What? Okay, that's that's surprising. All right, more, so more starting, in, but yeah. So starting in South Africa, uh, same same story as last week. Christian Bezadenhout wins at minus eighteen uh, over by five shots over uh, Jamie Donaldson. Dylan Fratelli finished solo third. Um, Christian Bezadenhout. Fucking good. Fratelli's no, but Christian Bezadenhout. Back-to-back weeks. He might be a killer. He might be a killer. Um, and then let's go to Dubai. This, is pro- this was probably the stronger field when you compare the two. Um, this was played at the fire course. The uh, at the, <laughs> they is- have two European course or European tour events the same week. With like identically strong fields, is identically strong fields, and and it's you know disgusting. just identically low scores. Um, so this was played. This was the golf in Dubai championship. This was played at the fire course of the Jumeirah Golf Estates. Sick name. Um, the other one's the Earth Course where they play the DP World. Um, Frenchman Antoine Rosner. Never heard of him. He got his. Uh, Made in European Tour victory won by two over over four players. Uh, Mike Lorenzo Vera, Francesco wow, Laporta, MLV, MLV, exactly. Uh, Matt, aka Mike Wallace, and Andy Sullivan, who blew a two shot lead heading into today. He led um, for the first three rounds, and he shot a seventy and just kind of spit the bit. Do you have any Do you have any grievances with what happened this week? I've got I've got some. Uh, if Mike wants to ponder it. A little bit. I thought the fire course actually looked really sweet. I, you know, maybe not quite as firm and exciting as I'd like it to be, but I thought it looked like a fun course to play. Like you go out there and you'd have, you'd have fun playing it. Is it Um, objective? It's objectively a fine course, but would I absolutely have a blast playing it? For sure. But maybe not a good 
venue for a European tour event because they absolutely lit that place up the first two days. Yeah, they did. I mean, 25 under, that's taken deep no matter where you are. I don't think the barometer for a good golf course should be whether you have fun on it or not. I, I, I agree, think that should but be. I also don't think, but the same I, 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 the barometer I, for a good golf course shouldn't be how low you go as well. Listen, par is yeah. relevant. Well, yeah, par is obviously irrelevant. Um, no, I, I thought the course was okay. I think it's definitely better than the fucking Gary, Gary Player Country Club, where it's, you know, yeah, where it's, you know, just a lot of trees and island greens galore. Yeah, that course looked outrageous. Not um, to ra- not to sorry for the diversion. Not to rag on Gary Player here. Um, no, I am all for ragging on Gary Player, and I don't want to like be disrespectful or anything. I don't like but Gary Player. Disrespect. Fuck Gary Player, dude. He's a, de- he's a dementia patient. <laughs> he's one of those old people that's like he's been through it all. Like he's done everything. He's one of the greatest he players he knows of all everything. time. He does know everything. He doesn't. He's one of the greatest players ever. He's overrated. Dude. All right. Now, stop. Here, here's what Gary Player is. Imagine you had a double espresso. You spiked it with an extended release Adderall. And then and then drink a Red Bull after you get Gary Player. No, I actually, I, I, don't, I don't hate Gary Player. Respect the Gary Player. No, but my point about Gary Player, he's one of those old people that you just, you got to just say yes. You know, he's just, yes, well, Gary. What kind of person you know, is that where you have to say yes, Gary? Because he's, yeah, he's a little bit crazy and out there now. Oh, he's a psychopath. At his old age, but... He's he's well respected. He's proven his worth in the golfing world. I don't think you can disrespect him at this point, the way that a lot of people do. Here's the thing with Gary: he could, you could be at a table with him having a talk, and then he says something outrageous, and it's just objectively wrong. He comes out with a cold take, but you sit there, you just analyze it, and you're just like, I should press him on this. I should say something to you know counter his argument. But guess what? I'm not going to because he's so firmly entrenched in his stance. He thinks that he's right. And it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, old people are stubborn like that. Oh my God. He's an absolute maniac, but we love him for it. Yeah. Who else do we love Mike? Uh, Who else do we love? Cam Davis? <laughs> no, I was trying to transition and you didn't pick up on it. Yeah, yeah, no. that was a really bad read, Mike. It was actually one of the worst reads I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with that. I'll yeah, give you a hint. Uh, you were talking about him before this big loss in the golf world. Oh, Peter Alice. Rest in peace to Peter Alice. Um, Peter Alice is Dave- a legend. We literally lost golf's David Attenborough. Yeah, Peter Alice is iconic. He's a legend. It's a sad day in golf. And that's really all you can say. I mean, I hope they do a tribute to him on, you know, on Golf Channel or before the next event. But good guy, Peter Alice. Always enjoyed listening to him. So, yeah. Can I ask you guys, like, I don't know a lot about Peter Alice because I. Don't think he. When was the last time he announced the tournament? Like I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Where he anchored, like where he was, like the main anchor. That's a good question. So I, I didn't know his role in the golfing world. I didn't even know who he was. Uh, but the way that people talk about him makes it seem like this was a really big, big loss. So with our relationship. To Peter Alice as American golf fans, I mean, I always remember him during the British Open, and he'd come yeah. and he'd come and take over the come take over the broadcast for you know a certain amount of time, and he basically he was essentially the anchor for you know a couple hours or two, but he was he's kind of like Vern on steroids, and his voice was like it was so soothing. It was like. Imagine if Morgan Freeman announced golf. Yeah, it was like molasses. I think, I think Morgan Freeman announcing golf would just put you to sleep. 
<laughs> no, this it was like I think it's better. It was it's like probably soothing. better than that. I get your point. No, no, no. Alice was, was sweet honey dripping out from the TV. It was a warm hug of an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> it was comforting. You're just like ah yes. You yeah. know, you whip you're, out your coffee at like five in the morning, oh, and you're I like, thought you were oh, saying you whip out something else, dude. That was outrageous. <laughs> You're a bad guy, you know that. <laughs> you know, whip out a cup of coffee. It's like you know, six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. You're watching the British Open. You're like, God, oh, this is nice. Yeah, you don't get filled with rage as you do when like Nick Faldo starts talking about how to hit a bump and run <laughs> or Azinger. What do you think? What do you think it's going to be like when Nick Nick Faldo retires? Is he going to get? Is he going to get a lot of grief or is he going to get? You know, are people going to be happy? <clears throat> no, he. I, I mean, think it'll be. Because it'll be a celebration in the Pasqualini household. Some of the things he says are just so outrageous. Like, it, it's like, Nick, why are you talking about how to hit a bump and run? Like, remember when he quoted Imagine Dragons during the Masters? <laughs> yeah. It's like, understand the moment, Nick. But at the same time, he's he does have an like, he's iconic for- voice in golf. He's entertaining. I'm radioactive. I, I'm, I'm curious. It's going to be similar to Johnny Miller, I think. Like no, because mm, Johnny Miller sucks. No, yeah, Johnny, Johnny I think Miller, Pete, Johnny Miller, Peter Alice, you know, two totally different leagues. Yeah. Same goes so, for Faldo. Yeah. What I was going to say, Peter Alice seems like he's on a different level than those guys. So it seems like it, it's a big loss in the golf world. And I'll, I'll have to do some research and, and see some of his calls. Cause I've definitely heard his voice before. I just don't know much about him. Yeah, he was awesome. Well, that'll do it. Make sure you believe. Stay inspired this week. Shut up. I'm, we're making t-shirts. Believe. Oh, my God. I hit a chili dip. It was off the, it was off the hosel. I mean. Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. (laughs) Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. No, you can't say Florida.